It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, on a glorious Tuesday. Happy to be with you here on After Hours with Rotoballer Radio. I'm your host, Anthony Aniano, coming at you live here Tuesday, October 16th, and uh, Waiver Wire, Week 7 Waiver Wire Show. Excited to be with you as I am each and every Tuesday. Lots of good stuff going on. We got injury news, we got game recaps, we got some, some waiver talk all intertwined with one another. So happy to be here, and uh, thanks for finding the time to tune in. Don't forget, rotoballer.com. You know what it is. Go check it out. Basketball season's here. Hockey season's here. We're midway through football season. So uh, baseball will be knock, knock on and on the door very soon as well. So uh, get there, rotoballer.com, premium package, expert chats, uh, whatever it is. Just get in, Just even if you just to use the chat room, just to talk, throw ideas around. Rotoballer.com is worth it. Then you go premium subscription. Boom, DFS, seasonal leagues, whatever you're looking for. Great articles. And then don't forget the radio tab as well. All of the great Rotoballer radio uh, content there, including my show Saturday, the Weekend Warriors show, the game preview. Tuesdays, the After Hours show, talking game recaps, waiver wire, latest fantasy sports and news. Uh, we got Raph and Josh Monday to Friday, 6 to 7 a.m., Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. I join the two of them for Rotoballer game day every Sunday. That's a ton of fun, 10 to 11 a.m. So make sure you tune into all of that great, great stuff. All right, guys, follow me on Twitter at Fantasy, And uh, hit me up with anything you have there. You agree, you disagree, that's fine. Okay, you know me. You know how I work my fantasy angle. I play the numbers. I play the numbers. Okay, you play your stars. Okay, there's certain players that we know are just, you know, you're never benching Zeke Elliott. You're not benching uh, uh, Michael Thomas. You know, you're not benching Aaron Rodgers. You're playing your stars. And then you fill in and you use the numbers. And that's what I'm here. I provide you with numbers. Okay? You look at those numbers, especially Saturday. What the, who, look at the matchups from a statistical edge. Okay? We've come a long way from playing with our gut. And you go from there. Just some quick injury news now. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback, haven't, hasn't been ruled out for week seven. But he needs Tommy John surgery. And Buffalo is concerned he would miss not only all of this year, the rest of this year, but next. What a disaster. 
Nate Peterman might be the worst quarterback on the face of the earth. Um, and they just signed Derek Anderson, the veteran for the Carolina Panther. Could be Derek Anderson time very soon in Buffalo, which, to be honest with you, may actually kick their offense just a little bit, maybe make some players somewhat relative, because honestly, he's probably the best of that lot right now. Allen, obviously, long-term, but this moment, Derek Anderson might be the best quarterback in that lot. Other news, and this just broke, like, as I was getting ready to do the show, I saw this. Devonta Freeman, injured basically all year. What a disaster he's been, especially if you drafted him in the second round. He's done. He's on IR. Groin surgery. May return for some regular season games before the season is out. However, his fantasy season is essentially over. He's droppable. Okay. Uh, Tevin Coleman will slide into that starter role. So Atlanta shouldn't miss much. And if you have Tevin Coleman, he now becomes a week-in and week-out middle to high-end RB2, especially in a PPR format. Tevin Coleman has proven himself more than worthy anytime he's gotten a start. And Edo Smith, the rookie, slides into that Tevin Coleman role. You know, Atlanta's not going to change what they do. They still like that 60-40 split. Okay, now the 60's going to Tevin Coleman, and, and Edo Smith is going the other way. I mean, if we look at the Atlanta game last week, okay, we'll start in that game, and we'll break this down for you. If you look at Atlanta just the other day, week seven, okay, um, as, I'm, as I scroll through all the games, where's my, where are my Falcons here? Uh, there they are against Tampa, right? Atlanta improved to 2-4, and 134-29. Kind of what we thought, high-scoring game. Actually, not as high as I thought it would be. All right? And you look at this. You have four, um, four Atlanta, as I pull up the wrong game here, as I'm technically here. The good old touchscreen throws you for a loop every time. There it is. So Atlanta and, uh, and Tampa. Now, you look at the numbers, right? Kevin Coleman, 10 carries for 35. Edo Smith, 11 for 22, and he got in the end zone. Edo Smith, I actually used in some DFS contests on FanDuel as a very cheap, I think he was a $5,000 flex play. So he gave me just enough to win me a few bucks, okay, because of that touchdown. In the passing game, both were really non-existent. Kevin Coleman, two, both of them two targets. Edo Smith, two, two receptions, but he went backwards. Kevin Coleman got the six-yard touchdown reception. Not a great game for either one. Not the way Atlanta was throwing the ball around the field. But the point is, is uh, Edo Smith is going to get touches. And if you're in a situation where you've been, uh, you're desperate, if you're in a double flex league uh, and you need that extra guy, Edo Smith is going to give you 10 to 12 touches, whereas I could see Tevin Coleman going 15 to 20. All right, Edo Smith becomes an ad. Okay, he becomes an ad. In a PPR format last week, he, uh, he gave you, what, six, eight, okay, two catches, ten, about ten points a game. Tevin Coleman deviated a little bit more, about 11 or so points a game. It was a down game for Coleman, but if you played Edo Smith and he walked away with ten points, you were thrilled with that. All right? Let's start. Let's keep looking at this game here. And kind of what we thought, Jameis Winston is a usable quarterback with the right matchup, and he had a right matchup. A lot of questions came my way over last week and into Roto Bowl game day on Sunday about Jameis Winston, and he was a play. Okay, he was definitely a play, and he paid off 395, four touchdowns. He goes three deep at the wide receiver position. He even made Adam Humphreys relevant with three catches and 82 yards. But really, it's Deshaun Jackson. 
It's Mike Evans. Chris Godwin does what Chris Godwin does, and that's getting the end zone again. And if Chris Godwin is somehow still floating around on waiver-wise, and we'll look at those numbers in a little bit, that's crazy as Godwin is sitting with four touchdowns now on the season. Peyton Barber has himself a game, 82 rushing yards. Okay? He has four receptions for 24 and a touch. Ronald Jones, non-factor. Guys, Peyton Barber still the running back to own in Tampa, whether you like it or not. As Ronald Jones only had one carry compared to 13 from Peyton Barber. Now, there was a question on game day about the tight end situation. And it's funny, Josh Hayes, one of the co-hosts, he said, I like Cameron Braid. He's going to get in the end zone. And very early in the game, very early in the game, Cameron Braid did what he does all the time with Jameis Winston. At, uh, uh, he scores early. First touchdown of the game, teen yarder. The problem was that's all Cameron Braid had the rest of the game. It was his only target, in fact. O.J. Howard, healthy, had the better game. Four targets, caught them all, 62 yards receiving, and a touch. Okay, in a PPR format, he gives you a smooth 16 points. O.J. Howard immediately back now in your lineups. If you were hesitant last week, there's no reason to be hesitant. Okay, O.J. Howard in. Deshaun Jackson had nine targets. Mike Evans had five. Godwin had nine. Okay, with Win- with the Bucks are a better team with Jameis Winston. Anybody who gave you that false narrative about Ryan Fitzpatrick, listen, I said it. Fitzpatrick's Fitzpatrick. He's a nice little backup. He can have his moments. This is Jameis Winston's team. Okay. Atlanta, if you listen, I told you to play Austin Hooper. He paid off 10 targets, second in the team in targets. Calvin Ridley, ankle injury listed as questionable now for week seven. Okay, Hooper could see even more with 10 targets, 9 for 71 and a touch. Julio Jones is going to catch 2,000 yards, but he's never going to get in the end zone, so let it go, folks. But I'll still take 10 for 143. Muhammad Sanu does what Muhammad Sanu does, catch touchdowns. He's up to three on the season. 303 yards. He's a solid wide receiver. Four could even uptick him potentially a little bit if Ridley misses time. Okay. I am fine utilizing this Atlanta offense. I know they're two and four. They can't stop anybody. But Julio, Hooper now. Again, as, as tight end, some of them are coming back. I know Olsen came back. Uh, uh, OJ Howard came back. Evan Ingram might come back this week for the Giants. But Austin Hooper. On the season now, sitting at 30 receptions and 273 yards in six games. He's giving you five catches a game at the tight end position. Five catches a game and about 60 yards. He's a 10-point floor type of tight end. You could do worse. You could do worse. Okay, but the game kind of played out as we thought it would. Game played out as we thought it would. Coming out of this game, who do I look to add? It's, it's, it's Edo Smith. If Peyton Barber somehow on a waiver wire, if somebody gave up on him because they were concerned about Ronald Jones, 13 carries Peyton Barber, one for Ronald Jones. Keep that in mind. Want to remind everybody, week seven, which is coming up, I should have said this earlier, four teams on a bye week. Four. And there's some hitters there. You lose the Steelers. Ben, Connor, the wide receivers, McDonald's. You lose the Packers. Rodgers, Aaron Jones really becoming the running back to own there now, right? Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, I know, scored on Monday night. Devonta Adams. I'm a little disappointed they're going on the bye because I was hoping Allison and Cobb would be out another week because I have uh, um, Valdez Scantling, who's been terrific. Do they find a way to keep him involved? 
The Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, Doug Baldwin, who came back to life, Tyler Lockett on by, and the Raiders, who cares? Marshawn Lynch and who cares? Uh, Amari Cooper, whatever. It's so fun. So the Raiders are offering Amari Cooper in trades, and they want a first-round pick in return. And it's hysterical, because if you tried to trade Amari Cooper in the Dynasty Fantasy League, you couldn't get a first-round pick from him in that. But the Raiders want one. Disaster. Okay, I saw this somewhere. I don't remember who. I wish I could give credit. You All the time you hear, what's the worst contract in sports? And you hear about uh, uh, Chris Davis, the, the DH for the Baltimore Orioles. You hear all these other guys. It might be John Gruden in Oakland. It might be John Gruden in Oakland. How about that? All right. Packers 49ers last night, fun game. Fun game. And I will tell you this, after watching that game, C.J. Beathard will be a starting quarterback for another team at some point in his career. Kid's good. Tough as nails. Okay. Diving for first downs. Putting balls on the spot to good win. Now, the interception at the end was costly. No doubt about that. Right? Cost them the game. But 245 and two touchdowns. Goodwin goes for 126 and two. Kittle was involved. Garcon was involved. Goodwin somehow got dropped. You're now seeing, similar to last year, how now he's getting in a rhythm. He's now up to three touchdowns. Not many receptions, but his big playability, there's no doubt about it. You saw it last night. Here's another name, and I guess we're incorporating waiver wire into this. Okay? Raheem Mostar. Forget about Alfred Morris. If Matt Breeder is banged up, and here's the thing with Matt Breeder, guys, he's always going to be banged up. Okay, he was listed as doubtful for this game last night, upgraded to questionable, and actually played and did all right. 14 for 61, he got in the end zone. But it, Alfred Morris was not involved, did not get a carry. Mostart comes in, 12 carries, 87 yards, looked quick. Looked explosive, looked tough to bring down. He's an ad. Especially if you're a breeder owner. He did most, uh, way more explosive than Matt Breeder, uh, than uh, 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 Alfred Morris. Way more explosive. So, so immediately, just two games, you're looking at backup running back situations that are going to be involved. And should be plucked off the waiver wire, depending on what your current situation is. Am I dropping anybody usually relevant? But if I have dead weight, for example, Dante Moncrief. I loved Moncrief's production. I talked about him on Saturday. I loved Moncrief's production coming into this week. I think he had 20 targets his last two games. Okay, due to bye weeks, I had no Mike Thomas. I had no Kanye Galladay. I talked about Dante Moncrief. Of course, he didn't get even a look. Still won the game I had him in. But he didn't even get a look. I took a goose egg. Now, as, as those other wide receivers come off by, Dante Moncrief is now expendable. Okay? Aaron Jones led the team in rushing for the Packers with 8 for 41. Not overly impressive. Jamal Williams went 6 for 29. Montgomery, 4 for 12 in a touch. It's a, it's a miserable situation in the Packer running game. Devontae Adams is a stud. Jimmy Graham is a stud. Valdez Scantling has a bright future. Six targets. Okay? Interesting to see if they let Randall Cobb go at the end of the year, open up some play time for some of these young wide receivers. Okay? We keep going through these games. All right? We have Seahawks at the Raiders in London. What a snooze fest this was. Some significance coming out of here besides being the fact that the Raiders are terrible. Marshall Lynch, 13 for 45. 
Jalen Rashad, listen, game script makes Jalen Rashad uh, uh, somewhat valuable in a PPL format. That's it. Because the Raiders are always behind, Jalen Rashard is involved. Eight targets, seven catches for 48 yards. He gave you another 11, 12-point game. Doesn't run the ball, only ran it two for three times. Games are, the problem is if the Raiders are ever out to a lead, Rashard is now rendered useless. Harry Cooper I don't want to talk about. Martavis Bryant wasn't involved. I mean, it was just terrible all around from Oakland. Legitimately, the only argument you can make right now at this point on any Oakland Raider you'd play is Marshawn Lynch. Otherwise, I'm moving along. It's too much risk involved with Rashad because he got – in order for him to succeed, the Raiders have to be trailing. All right? Seahawks heading into a bye. Listen, people were down on Dougie Baldwin after, the, after two weeks ago. Came back to do what I thought he would. And I said I was willing – there were questions. I said, you give him another week. He had eight, led the team with eight targets, led the team with six receptions, led the team with 41 yards, even caught a 42-yarder for a long – Doug Baldwin will be fine. Russell Wilson knows where his playmakers are. Wilson goes for three touchdowns. Carson led the team with 14 carries. Mike Davis comes back with only six. Okay. Rashad Penny actually outcarried Davis with nine. Looks like that backup running back situation could be in flux. Carson, though, still the main ball carrier. Okay. Lockett was a disappointment. Did get in the end zone. The big news there for me, Doug Baldwin coming back to life and being relevant. Redskins, in a surprise, defeat the Panthers 23-17. to And, guys, I, I got to be honest here. People got to stop shitting on Adrian Peterson. You have to. He's not dead yet. 17 carries for 97 yards. It's more than five yards a carry. Busted a 19-yard long one. Okay, on the season, he's now sitting at 339 yards. In five games. All right, he's got three touchdowns. Adrian Peterson is not done yet. He is an RB2 for as long as he's there and healthy. And right now he's playing well. Capri Bibbs, he wasn't involved. He had two rushes. Samaji P. Ryan, there's nothing else there. Jordan Reed, I, I predicted he'd lead the team in targets, and he did with nine. He just, Unfortunately, he didn't do anything with them. Only five for 36. Vernon Davis got in the end zone. Paul Richardson got in the end zone. Okay, Chris Thompson wasn't there. Crowder wasn't there. Big news out of this, keep running AP. Keep running AP. Carolina, McCaffrey was a letdown. Funches gets in the end zone. Greg Olson comes back and immediately is involved. Seven targets, second on the team behind Funches and McCaffrey. Immediately involved was Greg Olson. He survived the game. He stayed healthy. You feel okay utilizing him now going forward. Okay, I don't fully trust the foot, but if he's going to get seven targets, he wasn't just a decoy. He was not just a decoy. He was involved. Vikings beat the Cardinals 27-17. Surprise at the last minute, Dalvin Cook was declared out. Hopefully he comes back. It wasn't 100%. Hopefully he's back this week. However, Latavius Murray took advantage of a great matchup. Arizona, the worst team in the league against running backs from a fantasy end, and Latin Murray took advantage of it. 24 for 155 and a touch. Matt Murray should be owned in every single league by every single owner who's all, who has Dalvin Cook because it's a plug-and-play swap most of the time. So Murray had a terrific game. 24, 155 and a touch. He even gave you a catch for nothing. Adam Thielen right now, you can make the claim as the best wide receiver in the game. 
as he goes over 100 again. What a steal he has worked out to be. Diggs was minimally involved. Guys, Laquan Treadwell, in this week of buys, right, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, the Packers crew, the Seahawks crew, if you're desperate, take a look at Treadwell. He's been a 7- to 10-point guy all season. Nothing great. But in a week where you may be desperate to fill some needs, Treadwell has been involved. Christian Kirk continues to grow on as the number one receiver in Arizona. He's now up to 25 receptions, 311 yards as the transition continues to take place from Fitzgerald to Kirk. He goes six for 77 on seven targets. Seals is decent at tight end. He's just so inconsistent. David Johnson gets in the end zone. Guys, I'm not ready to give up on DJ yet. Statistically, when you look at his schedule, his schedule is very nice the rest of the season, and he's now up to five touchdowns. Okay, he's now up to five touchdowns in six games. If he's going to give you a touchdown a game, he's still usable. He's not what we hoped. He's not that 25-point-a-game guy that Arizona offense is just not good. But he's still providing some level of value. Okay? Colts at the Jets. My gosh, are the Jets starting to click offensively. Darnold continues to impress. 280. Not usable in... in most leagues, unless desperate by bye this week. Blau Powell leads the team in rushing, 59 yards. Crowell, 40 yards. Okay, big news here. Quincy Nunwa leads with an injury. And immediately what happens is the Jets' second-best re- possession receiver takes over. If you were reliant on Quincy Nunwa, Jermaine Curse is an easy slide in there, in my opinion. Nunwa goes down. Curse comes in, he goes 10 targets, 9 for 94. Terrell Pryor comes along, gets in the end zone, 5 for 57. The Jets wide receiver core is essentially four very okay guys. Onunwar and Curse are a very similar skill set. Pryor is a very similar skill set. Robbie Anderson's the explosive player. You saw it two weeks ago when he went for two touchdowns. He was not. He was non-factor this week. Okay, the Colts may have solved their running back situation, and this is interesting because everybody loved Naheem Hines and the PPR numbers he was putting up. Well, the truth of the matter is, Marlon Mack comes in, he gets 12 carries for 89 yards, fulfilling a more traditional running back role, and Hines only now gets two catches for 21. And it was said, it was said that Mack was going to change some things, and he did, okay? Marlon Mack is the running back to utilize right now, especially in a standard league and even in a PPR format. 12 for 89 is nothing to sneeze at. He had a 25-yard run. Ebron, obviously, is a start. Charles Rogers fills in for T.Y. Hilton, gets 10 targets, gets in the end zone. And there you go. This Coso's team is not very good. But Mack, the big story, you waited for him for a while if he's out there. Worth an ad as he's a live body at the running back position who seems to have a job. Okay, Bears at the Dolphins in a shocker. The Dolphins behind uh, uh, Brock Osweiler pull off the upset. Could Brock Osweiler... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take over for Ryan Tannenhill. That's going to be the interesting thing. The Dolphins improved to 4 and 2. Frank Gore continues to go 15 for 101 yards against that bad defense. No one saw that coming. Drake, 13 for 57. Albert Wilson has put himself on the fantasy map now. Four touchdowns on the season, 359 receiving yards, goes six for 155 and two TDs against this Bear defense. Okay, like we've said, a lot of wide receivers um, on by this week. Albert Wilson passing Kenny Stills as a more productive wide receiver right now in Miami. Another player who continues to establish himself here, and on the other side of this field is Taylor Gabriel of the Bears. And Taylor Gabriel was another guy I talked about on Saturday. Loved him this week. Okay, Miami's got a shutdown corner. And that shutdown corner did the job on Allen Robinson, 5 for 64 and a touch. Kind of kept him under control when you look at that. Taylor Gabriel was the big playmaker. Busted a 54-yarder. He's up to 303 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Went for 5 for 110. Another wide receiver who can help on these bye weeks. Jordan Howard went for 69 yards, but a costly fumble. Cohen went for 31, and he scored the touchdown. Howard's not catching the ball. Tariq Cohen, in a PPR format, is becoming the running back to utilize, as he had nine targets, seven receptions for 90 yards. Guys, it's time to start considering Trubisky now. Trubisky's on that same trajectory that Jared Goff was on last year in week two, and that's what happens to young QBs in their second year when you put offensive pieces around them like the Rams did to Goff and like the Bears did for Trubisky now. Okay? Jared Goff's careers took off when you added uh, 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 Brandon Cooks. When you added, well, that was this year, Cooks. But last year, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, you had Gurley. Now look at Trubisky, second year. He's got Howard. You gave him Cohen. You gave him Allen Robinson. You gave him Taylor Gabriel. You gave him Trey Burton. And away, you gave him Anthony Miller. And what does he do? He throws a touchdown to Robinson, to Miller, to Burton. Gabriel goes for 110. Cohen goes 7 for 90. Trubisky's sitting at 316 and three touchdowns now. He's got nine touchdowns in his last two games, 11 on the season. It's only four interceptions. It's a 30-point game. Trubisky is fantasy viable. He is officially fantasy viable. And kudos to the Bears for putting a team around him. Chargers blow at the Browns, 38-14. Not much to do there. Melvin Gordon took care of all the dirty work with three touchdowns. Probably carried your fantasy team. Eckler ran seven for 60. Ty Williams, not Mike Williams, Ty Williams emerges, three for 118 and two touchdowns. On the, Bear, on the Browns side of thing, it just wasn't pretty. Two picks, one touchdown for Mayfield. The struggles of a rookie quarterback. Carlos Hyde goes 14 for 34. Okay, Chubb at three for 25. Duke Johnson... Four for 73, Najoku, 12 targets, Antonio Callaway. Is there a wide receiver right now doing any less with more 
than Antonio Callaway. Ten targets, only two receptions for nine yards. Not what I would call efficient. Not Okay, targets are great, but if you're not catching the ball, then really a useless stat. Steelers at the Bengals, another one. I thought this game would be higher scoring. Big Ben throws for a touchdown. James Conner right now is officially a stud. He's up to 453 yards on 103 carries, seven touchdowns rushing on the season. Okay. Through the passing game on the season, Connor's now at 257 receiving yards. Stud, stud, stud. Pierre Steelers are in no rush to get Lev Bell back. That's for sure. Smith Schuster, Antonio Brown will do what they do. McDonald does what he does. You know the routine with Pittsburgh. Cincinnati guys, Andy Dalton continuing a great season. He's up to 14 touchdown passes now on the year. Okay, Tyler Boyd continues a, res- a terrific year. A.J. Green, Azuma, who I said would be decent, had 6 for 54, gave you an 11-point floor. Joe Mixon continues a nice season and a quick recovery from that knee surgery as he scores another touchdown. Okay, Bills at Texans, 2013 Texans. Okay. Josh Allen, we talked about that. Nate Peterman, god-awful. McCoy becoming a little more efficient. Second game in a row, he cracked 70 rushing yards. Kelvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Houston, okay, two stinkers in a row now from Will Fuller. Be concerned. The only saving grace is it didn't go to anyone else. Just overall, this Buffalo defense is decent, guys. I talked about it on game day on Sunday. Deshaun Watson limited to 177 passing yards. One touchdown, two interceptions. DeAndre Hopkins wasn't even great. Five to 63 in a touch. Houston won on that pick six. Their offense didn't look good. Buffalo's defense is not bad. That's my point. Rams beat the Broncos to go to 6-0, 23-20. Gurley is an absolute monster. Robert Woods is a high-end wide receiver, too. Cooper Cup injured his knee. I forgot to mention that. Not torn. Sounds like a sprain. He may miss some time. But long-term, he'll be okay. Robert Woods led the team with 10 targets. Brandon Cook's only two for 53. This game was really the Todd Gurley show with a little Robert Woods sprinkled in to help out Jared Goff, who only threw for 201, no touchdowns. Don't call it his fault. I mean, when Gurley's going for 208 and two touchdowns, you don't need him to do much. Keenum, Royce Freeman in a surprise, led Denver in rushing. Okay, uh, nine for 22. Lindsay only four for 18. However, Lindsay was useful in the passing game. Six catches for 48 yards, whereas uh, 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 Freeman didn't do anything. Sanders continues as predicted as the number one receiver in Denver. Demarius Thomas did get in the end zone very, very late. Okay, Lindsay's still the running back to use there. Sanders, your wide receiver one of choice. Ravens shut out the Titans 21-0. If you were like me and used the Ravens defense in some spots, it paid off. Alex Collins, two touchdowns, great time to trade him. Okay? I don't want to hear any more about Buck Allen, however. Okay? I don't want to hear any more. Edwards comes in. Gus Edwards comes in. In his NFL debut out of Rutgers, and he is the second running back behind Alex Collins. Not Buck Allen. Gus Allen Edwards comes in, rookie out of uh, Rutgers, 10 carries for 42 yards, backing up Allen Collins, who went 19 for 54. No more Buck Allen. Allen had three catches for 18 yards. That's all he did. 
That's all he did. Crabtree goes nine targets. Willie Sneed in the slot. Ten targets, seven for 60. The problem with Sneed is he's not getting in the end zone. But he's been consistent 10-point floor wide receiver. 30 catches, 313 yards, only one TD on the year. Tennessee was just terrible. What more do you want to know? Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry, nothing. I mean, Tajay Sharp was their best fantasy player, and he went two catches for 33. Corey Davis only had one catch. Mariota is a huge, huge letdown. If, you're, if you are a fan of the Tennessee Titans, Marcus Mariota's career has not gone anywhere near like you hoped. Nothing. Nothing like you hoped. Jaguars are struggling. They sit at 3-3 three and three as the Cowboys blow the doors off of them. 40-7. to seven. That's two weeks in a row. This vaunted Jaguars defense has been chewed up and spit out. And at this point, right, if Ezekiel is rushing for 106, and Cole Beasley against this Jaguars defense goes 9 for 101 and 2 TDs, I'm not as running scared of Jacksonville as I once was. Yeldon was okay, 41 on the ground, 29 through the air on three receptions. D.D. Westbrook caught that lone touchdown. Otherwise, it was not overly impressive. Three for 38. Keelan Cole, I mentioned Moncrief, not much to see there. Lennon Fournette still out. Blake Bortles is not good. Okay, the Jaguars need a better quarterback if they're going to make a serious run. Cowboys run through Elliott, as they always do. Beasley, listen, Beasley had a nice game. Am I running to add Cole Beasley? No. I'm not. And finally, Sunday night, Patriots Chiefs. If you have the Pat Mahomes to Tyreek Hill train, feel good about things. It's crazy stuff. Kareem Hunt averaged eight yards a carry. He had five catches for 105. Kareem Hunt is proving his worth as a first-round fantasy pick. Up to 456 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. on the Through the air, he's got 171 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Kareem and Hunt has been fine through six games. Tyreek Hill's a stud. Pat Mahomes is a stud. And that's what I take out of that. Kelsey did what Kelsey does. Pat, guys, Sony Michelle is an RB2, if not an RB1 in a 12-team league right now. You, you have to go forward. I know I was nervous about him because it was Sunday night. The Sunday night questionable tag scares me if I have a suitable player sitting on the bench. You know, case in point, I have Sony Michelle and Jordan Howard TJ Yeldon as three of my running backs. And Tevin Coleman. I benched Michelle, not because I didn't love the matchup. It was a great matchup. But because I had three other guys in one league that I felt were more than suitable, and I knew they were playing. I played it safe. Now, it bit me. I lost by .16. I basically lost by two-tenths of a point. Because Jordan Howard didn't do much, and Sonny Michelle went off. But, you know, I made the safe play. Michelle, two touchdowns, four on the season. Gronk goes off. Guys, I know you don't want to hear it. It's another name you don't want to hear, but I got to say it. The leading target monster on the Patriots was Josh Gordon with nine. As he gets more and more comfortable with that playbook. More and more comfortable with this team. By the way, we haven't heard boo. Whatever they're doing for Josh Gordon is working, so we haven't heard boo. But I did hear nine targets Sunday night. Five for 42. Okay, didn't have the big play. But statistically, he was Tom Brady's favorite target. Okay? He was Tom Brady's 
favorite target. And you look at the upcoming schedule for week seven. Okay, let's see. Broncos at the Cardinals. Great matchup for David Johnson. Great matchup for DJ. Good, great matchup for Philip Lindsay as well. Titans at the Chargers. Texans at the Jaguars. Fuller, Hopkins. That'll be fun the way the Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing. Panthers, Eagles. Vikings, Jets. You want to see Dalvin Cook back there. Patriots, Bears. That should be fun. Okay, everybody loves that Bear defense, but they were humbled a little bit by Miami and Albert Wilson. Buffalo at the Colts. Browns at Tampa. Tampa could put another great week for Jameis Winston. Lions and the Dolphins. Saints, Ravens. Cowboys, Redskins. Rams, 49ers. 49ers could give up some points. Good matchup for, for the Rams. Sunday night should be a high-scoring one. Again, all-in game, Bengals-Chiefs. Those offenses are good. Those defenses aren't great. And then Monday night, Giants-Falcons in Atlanta. And it pains me to say this, but in a league where I have used two QBs, in a two-QB league where I own Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning's my QB3, and I'll be running him out there against that Atlanta defense that gives up a ton of points. It's an Atlanta defense that gives up a ton of points. Real quick, let's go through some waivers, look at some players and their ownership. We'll start at the QB position. Okay, Andy Dalton's now up to 75% owned on Yahoo. You've missed the boat. Really, the ad for me at the QB position right now is Mitch Trubisky. 11 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Guys on Yahoo. Only 30% owned. He's got to be added now. He's got, what, nine TDs in his last two games should be added. If you miss out on Trubisky, if you miss out on Mitch, Eli, short term with a good matchup against Atlanta, and it's tough to trust. If you told me, Anthony, you're crazy, I get it. I don't even disagree. It's a desperation 2QB league ad because of the matchup with Atlanta. Sam Darnold, if you feel more comfortable there, okay, 9% owned, nine touchdowns on the year, Minnesota. Alex Smith is down to 49% owned. He has Dallas this week. Okay, two touchdowns by Alex Smith last week gets him up to six total. C.J. Beathard, 6% owned. He's got six touchdowns, five interceptions. He's got the Rams. That's really a desperation type of play, okay? But it's Trubisky. If you need a QB in any way, shape, or form because of buy, Trubisky's the guy. Let's take a look at some running backs floating around who might be available, okay? Um, Naheem Hines is down to 61%. I'm not crazy about it, not with Marlon Mack. Buck Allen, I talked about him, 64%. I'm going to say no. Okay, he wasn't even the primary backup this past week. Okay. Wendell Smallwood, he was decent. He should still be the featured guy in Philly, but Clement is there. Wendell Smallwood, the Eagles, at 59% owned against Carolina. Now, Lat Murray, I mentioned him earlier. There's no way Lat Murray should only be 49% owned. Because he should be 100% because Dalvin Cook is 100%. And it's just, to me, it makes no sense not have, having one without the other. Guys, maybe it's time we pay attention to Frank Gore. Went over 100 yards. 
He is the primary running back on that Dolphin team right now. He leads them in carries. He's got 303 rushing yards. He's got Detroit, and he's only 11%. If you're missing Connor, Lynch, Carson, Aaron Jones, whomever, Frank Gord, only 11% owned. He won't cost you much. Edo Smith, I mentioned him at the start, sliding into that Tevin Coleman as Tevin Coleman slides into the Devonta Freeman role. Edo Smith, 11% owned. Okay. Duke Johnson led the Browns in, in receiving uh, this past week. He was owned early. He's been dropped. He's down to 33%. He's now up to 22 targets on the season if you need a PPR back. Peyton Barber faces Cleveland. Guys, only 33% owned coming off his game of the season. No reason to panic, like we said, because Ronald Jones was not involved. Not involved. If you are Carlos Hyde owner, you may want to take a look at Nick Chubb at only 29% owned. Okay? As he continues to poke away at some carries there, he may be somebody worthwhile. And finally, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack in his first game went for 89 rushing yards, gave you 13.9 points. Okay? Marlon Mack now is sitting at only 28% owned and 28% owned for the number one back on NFL. Any NFL team is just crazy. Okay, so if you're looking to replace Freeman, you've got Mack, you've got Peyton Barber. Mack is the guy strictly on volume. Marlon Mack should be the guy you look to add this week. At the wide receiver position, and we look through the ownership rates. Albert Wilson of Miami, I mentioned him. He's up to 359 receiving yards, 23 receptions, four touchdowns, and 32 targets. Okay, on the season, it's under 79 fantasy points. And he is sitting at 11% owned. He has more fantasy points right now than Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Cooks. Get a load of this shit. He has more fantasy points than Keenan Allen. And Albert Wilson is at seven at 11% owned. Osweiler, love throwing to him. Okay, that 11% ownership. If you're looking for a replacement, Ridley's hurt. Guys are on by. We talked about all the guys on by. 11% owned. D.D. Westbrook, I've talked about him in the past, 44%. Mohamed Sanu and his three touchdowns, 51% owned. But here's the next big one I like, Taylor Gabriel. As Trubisky grows, so goes Gabriel. 25% owned. He's up to 34 targets on the year, 27 receptions, 303 yards. He has more fantasy points than Taylor Gabriel. He essentially has the same amount as Will Fuller. He has more than Corey Davis. He has more than Nelson Aguilar. Okay, Mike Williams of the Chargers, Devin Funches. Guys, Taylor Gabriel, in a standard format, has more fantasy points than Allen Robinson, his own teammate. And Allen Robinson is at a 92% ownership on Yahoo. Okay, Taylor Gabriel, 34 targets, Allen Robinson, 38. Taylor Gabriel, 27 receptions. Allen Robinson, 24. Taylor Gabriel, 303 receiving yards. Allen Robinson, 281. Taylor Gabriel, two touchdowns. Allen Robinson, two touchdowns. But facing New England next week. 25% owned. 
Chris Godwin has four touchdowns, but it's only 45% owned, facing Cleveland. Way too low. Way too low. Christian Kirk, only 15% owned. Willie Sneed, only 11. I mentioned Willie Sneed, guys. Willie Sneed is sitting at 11% owned. He has 43 targets. It's crazy. 43. Okay. Kate, the Jarvis Landry, the target leader every year, it seems, right? Jarvis Landry has uh, 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 65. Demarius Thomas has 43. Sterling Shepard has 43. Demarius Thomas is 94% owned. Jordy Nelson has 31 targets and 323 receiving yards. 323 receiving yards, 31 targets. Now, he has three touchdowns. Willie Sneed has 43 targets, same amount of yards, 313, but only one TD. But Willie Sneed is sitting at 11% ownership. Kirk is the number one receiver in Arizona. I don't want to hear about Larry Fitzgerald. He's 15% owned. The value at the wide receiver position is truly, and I've said this now a few weeks in a row, truly remarkable. Okay? Truly remarkable. Marquise Goodwin, who went off last night, he, got, he, was, he was by a 90% ownership at the start of the season, down to 45% owned. 45% owned. Other players to keep an eye on. All right? And finally, at the tight end position as, a position as we wrap this up for today, okay? Austin Hooper, I mentioned him. 67% owned. He's up to 37 targets, 30 receptions, 273. He is currently tight end seven, and he's at 67% owned. O.J. Howard is sitting at 56% owned. He's at tight end 10. Okay. Vance McDonald is 49% owned. All of these tight ends are turning a profit for you. Okay. How Cameron Brait is at 55%. And Vance McDonald is 49, okay? And how Austin Hooper is at 67 seems crazy to me. All right, folks. All right, everybody. We are just about out of time here. Don't forget, head over to rotoballer.com. Check out everything there. Main page, premium package, expert chats. Check out all the shows on Rotoballer Radio. Follow me on Twitter at Fantasy, And uh, I will see you Saturday morning with the Weekend Warriors show. And I'll be back Sunday on SiriusXM. Roto Ball of game day. So make sure you tune into all of that. This has been fun, everybody. Good luck working that waiver wire. Good luck in week seven. We'll see you next week. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.